Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Spiritually Empowered. I'm your host, Ashley Coleman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Just a little update. I'm sitting here with my cat on my lap. Had a long and amazing work day doing what I love, and I'm super excited to bring to you this really special episode all about how I overcame the fear of sharing my voice. You might know that I'm a singer, that I talk all the time, that I'm very social, that I like to use my throat chakra, and I've channeled a couple times and I've really tapped into many times that my throat is really special and my voice is really powerful and this part of my energy, my body, my essence is actually one of my biggest challenges that I have overcome in my life. So do you want to go down memory lane with me? Do you want to hear the story about how I overcame the fear of sharing my voice? Well, you're here, so I'm assuming that you are interested. And I hope that this story reminds you that your challenges are perfectly set up and they're a perfect match for you to experience your destiny, right? So a lot of my trauma was spiritual trauma. You know, I was scared of ghosts, etc. And now I work hand in hand with the ghosts, <laughs> So our challenges, I believe, really point us in the direction of what we came to do, what we came to master, and really, ultimately, how we came to serve. So let's begin. I love, love, love to begin with a really deep breath in and a deep breath out. Clearing out your body of anything that you don't need. Inhaling deeply with me. Opening the mouth, letting it go. The breath is absolutely medicinal, so may it flow. May we feel grounded in these bodies. And may we link arms together and go on a journey in this space. And I trust that this is finding you exactly where you are meant to be finding this message. Okay, my love. Just tapping into my breath here, seeing if any other messages want to come through before we go into story time. So I'll also share that, you know, right now is really an important time to do things differently and to start to open ourselves up to the unknown path, to alter our identities in a sense to support our dreams so let me ask you this do you know what your dream is do you know where you're going let me share this when it was snowy out here in the rva area i was out in the woods and i talked to the tree i think i might have shared this in another podcast or somewhere where i asked a tree if i could throw a snowball at it yes the earth is conscious yes it deserves our respect anywho so I stared at the tree through the snowball and I wasn't really focused on where I was aiming. And then all of a sudden I really honed in and I stared and I fixated my vision at one point and go figure slam dunk right on the spot. 
I believe we are here to choose our dream. The creator lives inside of us, I believe. We are one with the divine. So something that I've learned, and this could be part of the divine masculine energy that is really harmonizing with me in my own body, in my own essence, is deliberate choice. You know, having your dream. What does it feel like? Are you on the beach? Where are you? Do you want a family? Because if we don't know where we're aiming, we're not going to hit the spot. You know what I mean? So just wanted to throw that in. Just wanted to throw that in. That's coming through. That's important. So don't be afraid to be afraid. You know, sometimes fear creeps up when something really good is happening because we're being stretched, we're being opened, we're being expanded. Let's begin the story. Okay, so let's go back to Ashley's childhood. So I have always been a singer. I love to sing. This is going to be a little woo-woo story, and I love woo-woo, so let's go. So one of my favorite singers, or the favorite singer for me, was Christina Aguilera. And I'd always sing her songs up in my room, close the door, lock the door, and really kind of hide in this gift. And at the same time, I craved more than anything to be discovered. Like I had to be discovered. I had this obsession. Somebody's got to find me. I've got to sign a record deal. I'm so young and I have this fucking potent voice and I knew it. And I've actually had this singing voice since I was a child. This beautiful voice that I own, that I acknowledge, that I am so proud of, that I'm so grateful for. I've had it since I was a child and I knew I had that gift. And so I would sing, I would sing, I would sing, I would sing. It would heal me, literally singing the voice within. If you know that song, I love you. (laughs) That song healed me. So anyways, I would spend all my time, once I had internet, right? I was probably, gosh, in middle school, actually younger than that, elementary school, where I just researched talent shows and I have to be seen, I really want to be heard. And at the same time, I was petrified of singing in front of other people. I remember being in the car with my parents or my dad one day, and he just said, Ashley, sing Christina Aguilera right now. I want to hear you. Like, do it. And I couldn't. That memory really sticks out to me because in that moment, It was like my system was shocked. I couldn't open my mouth and do it. I was petrified. Something was blocked in me. And I tried here and there to sing, you know, in public. And I did. I did chorus. And I found this little summer camp thing where I thought I was going to be made into this big Disney star or whatever. And it didn't happen. You know, I was sad. And I was, that was my first experience of depression was when I was around the time of um, sixth grade singing camp just nobody really saw me and I just felt completely unseen and then I gave it up I felt so trapped inside myself I would cry when I would watch American Idol it was the most important thing for me I just was obsessed with getting discovered and being seen and it never happened back then and that crushed me and so I gave it up I let go I still sang but I just It fizzled out because it didn't happen. 
And then I got into drugs and alcohol and then I got into boys and how tight my pants were and you know how that goes in this day and age in some parts of the world for most of us, right? I switched from that passion to boys and tight pants and all that stuff, drugs and alcohol. So drugs and alcohol really took me away from singing for a while. And then I will share. So the next podcast after this, I did a poll. So the next one actually might be another interview. Yay. I'm so excited. I think I know who's going to be there. You'll have to stay tuned. I can't wait to bring this person on. So anyways, the next podcast after that, the next solo cast is going to be about my sobriety journey. So they enter, they enter, um, they overlap a little bit because when I started smoking pot, that was my drug of choice. It brought back my creativity. It reopened the door because all of a sudden I felt like having fun again. I wasn't just in survival mode. So pot really was a door opener for me in that sense. And so I opened my voice back up. I started singing again, you know, and my spiritual awakening overlapped with my drug use. And I'll talk more about that in the next solo cast. But ultimately I started singing again and I was still scared to really belt that shit. Out. I had never belted that shit out. I mean, fucking expressed the full power of my range of my voice. Just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Okay. And then let's fast forward. Got into a relationship that sucked my life away, but gave me some really good gifts. You know how those go. It's about four years. Just this was the heat of my addiction with drugs and alcohol, not necessarily alcohol, but mainly pot. And you'll hear more about that in the next one. But anyways, I was very sick and then I found yoga then I had my awakening and I'm jumping around because I want to really hone in on the voice thing. And then I got out of that four-year relationship. I was smoking all the time still, but I was starting to build the life that I wanted. Now that's a big deal. My spirituality and my substance use overlapped and I have no shame around that. I don't regret any of my life because it brought me to this moment and damn, am I blessed to be in this moment. I'm so grateful. So anywho, I was smoking and I started to play music with my friend Charlie, with my friend Flo, and it's my voice was opening. I was actually playing music with other people. I manifested that shit. I wanted that so bad that once I started to follow what felt right and true for me after that relationship, I naturally attracted people to play music with. And when I look back on what it sounded like back then, I can hear how my voice was, was opening. Like it's different now. My throat chakra is like a canyon now. <laughs> and it used to be like a little tunnel, you know, but that's good. That's the process of opening. So I was overcoming my fear. Yes, substances were involved that supported that at the time. And that's just how it goes sometimes, right? For some of us. So anywho, I started playing music with my friend Steve. And I shout out Steve because you know what? He helped me change my life. So listen to this. So I started playing music with Steve. And these guys were musicians. Like these guys, so this was a different group of people I started playing music with. Now they were in a band and so they played shows and I started playing music with them and they taught me about freestyling and just fucking riffing and being dumb and funny and just oh my gosh it changed my whole life playing music with these people we would laugh we'd freestyle we'd sit in a circle and just fuck around until 3 a.m one time the cops came but anywho (laughs) 
We all know that story, right? <laughs> okay. So those are some really, really good memories, right? It was like freedom. We had fun. And he, Steve, really pushed me to sing and to get out there. And you know what he said to me? And by the way, I just found Reiki. I started to study everything spiritual or just kind of research it. I'm a really big investigator. I love, 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 love to learn. So I was exploring Reiki. I knew, get this, I knew that I was going to get a Reiki session at some point soon, but I didn't know when exactly. And one time I was playing music with Steve and them, and I had already opened up to that kind of container for sharing my voice and even freestyling. And he says to me one day, he says, yeah, like we're all going to do open mic next week, open mic night, like you're doing it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I felt like I was going to die. I literally felt like death. I was shook. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me right now. I knew I had to do it, but the fear was so strong in my system. Like it was not normal. Like that's not a normal fear. Anywho, and I had no traumatic experiences with performing. Hashtag in this lifetime. We're going to get spiritual. You ready? So I was like, oh my God, well, I need Reiki immediately <laughs> because like open mic night was that next Monday. If you're in RVA area, it was a Cary Street Cafe. Oh my God. Anyways, so I got Reiki, my first ever Reiki session with my beautiful Reiki teacher who ended up being my Reiki teacher. Um, later, I studied Reiki with her, Rachel Kloiber from Divine Spark. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Rachel. So I got a Reiki session with her and I was like, why am I so effing petrified of singing? Like it actually makes me feel like I want to die. So she did the session and she, after the session said, you know, I got a past life memory from you. I saw you as a healer, as like a witch type of a person healing with herbs. You were pulling bark off of a tree and you were killed for healing with the earth, for helping people heal using the earth for being one with nature. I saw you, Ashley, hung up on a stage in front of a crowd. And all of a sudden, I go, no fucking shit. Excuse my French. You gotta be kidding me. So you're telling me that I'm not crazy? That I was actually hung in my throat on a crowd? Or, sorry, on a stage. It's late, you guys. <laughs> so you're telling me that I was hung by my throat up on a stage in front of a crowd for doing what I loved? I looked at her and I said, no shit. And the most important thing, my love, is that it felt true. She says, how do you see yourself performing? I said, barefoot. She said, yeah, me too. You know, I always perform barefoot. I don't care if it's 20 degrees outside. I always kick my shoes off. Like I gotta have my toes out. Gotta have my feet rooted. So anyways, something happened that day that would change my life forever. I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw a part of my soul had just come back. I just woke up and there began my entire year journey playing with witchery. I had a whole year of being a witch, <laughs> of uh, really integrating that lifetime. I met witch friends, I did rituals, and witch is a very broad term, but I practiced magic in a way that I don't really practice so much anymore. And of course it's all love, I never did the dark stuff, okay? But I had a really good time 
really good time exploring that past life. My name was even Luna. I had this archetypal energy that came through that year. So long story short, I came home and she gave me tools to use. She not only woke up that part of my soul and helped me reintegrate it and understand why I felt like I was going to die. The thought of being up on a stage in front of a crowd. Hey, no kidding. And I have kind of a loud mouth sometimes. I'm a rising Aries, if you if you didn't know. Um, and so I told my family all of that. And at that point, they weren't as open as they are now. And they're like, oh my God, Ash, like, what's past life, which um, I can't wrap my head around that. But when I looked in my eyes in the mirror, I knew. And Rachel gave me tools. She says, I want you to go into that open mic night. You're going to perform with your shoes off if that feels good for you, which it did. And you're going to look around the room. You're going to make your energy known in the space. You're going to look at all the corners. You're going to walk around. You're going to make that feel like your space. And I did. And you know what? I was scared shitless. Oh my God. I remember how freaked I was. And I also nailed it. Can we just clap for that? Heyo. I mean, come on now. Epic. I would never sing the songs <laughs> again that I sung in the open mic night. It was like a uh, cat Dahlia, which rock on. She's great. But anywho, besides the point, I still felt afraid, but I did it anyway. And little by little by little by little by little by little, I completely overcame the fear. Now where I'm at, I will play my guitar and sing I don't even care what when I'm walking down the street. I have freestyled in front of crowds and in front of my parents being in the crowd, like big crowds. If Indigo is watching this, my beautiful friend, and you might know Indigo if you're in our community, right? If you're in this beautiful community. I did a performance with her at an art studio where I freestyled. And the idea here is that, you know, the first time I performed, I was still so scared, but I was scared way less and I did it anyway. And I had the spiritual wisdom and the spiritual tools. I had everything I needed and it was the perfect time for me to break free. And I have one memory where I performed at Carrie Street Cafe by myself. I started learning the guitar. One time my friend left a guitar at my house and I started effing around on it and learning it. Whoops, sorry, that's my cat. She's doing some interesting things with some stones. You need quiet. <laughs> um, speaking of sound, so I was starting to play the guitar and there was one night where I went to Carey Street and I just played on my guitar and sang and just blew it out of the water. And I was sober at this point. So I had gotten sober now. And I remember, this is a really good memory. I remember walking out of Carey Street Cafe completely sober with a guitar in my hand, just slayed it. People just gave me so many compliments, which doesn't even matter. But anyways, people loved it. And I felt so in my power and so fertile and stoked. And I walked out of there sober with a guitar in my arms. I looked up at the full moon and I just had this feeling of empowerment. Coming from a space of complete perceived powerlessness this was a miracle. I literally could have died. Honestly, like my one wish in this life back then was to just sing on stage, to just share my voice. And then I could have died. Honestly, it was that big of a miracle for me. And it happened. 
And it's interesting talking about it now. I I sometimes forget that I have literally overcome that. Like it's not a thing for me. My throat is so blasted open. I can sing do da dee da anytime, anywhere. <laughs> so yes, now, many of you, and maybe if you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, damn, you know, I don't feel like I'm a singer, but I want to share my voice in the community. Like, I want to share my opinions. I want to share things. And let me give you some tips. Number one is just face your fear and do it. You know, like I said, once I had the spiritual wisdom, the spiritual tools, it felt right for me to do, yet I still was afraid. But the fear washed away. It left. And so think about what do you want to say and why do you want to say it? And who do you want to say it to? And something else I'll share about being a voice in the community, in the global community, whatever it is, being a voice, being a leader, empowering others, it means that we have to be malleable and even just as humans. So this is not just a leadership entrepreneurial thing, you know, which I feel like you're probably that too, but it's just a human thing. Anytime we're speaking loud, we need to continue to learn and grow. Like for example... I used to have my virtual healing events. They used to be called virtual healing ceremonies. And I created that. I spoke out about that. And then a beautiful friend of mine brought to my attention the use of the word ceremony. And I just thanked him the other day because I was able to share that knowledge with somebody else. So long story short, you know, I was willing to grow in that moment and adjust myself and do better. So there's this beautiful dance between having a level of confidence and potency, yet also being malleable. And if you fuck up, just say, I'm sorry and change your ways. You know what I mean? I think some people are afraid to speak out because they don't want to hurt people's feelings or make a mistake, but we're not here to, to be shy. We're just not, you know, we're here to be loud and proud. And I am, I'm a firm believer that when we show up in our fullness and we speak and we use this voice. We empower others to do the same. So after that first night doing open mic night, I felt like I could do anything. I mean, when a massive core fear just diminishes before your eyes, maybe it was, it took more time, but something shifted in that first night that I did that. It just blew me away. It blew me away. And so I want to pause and breathe into that for a moment. Take a sip of tea. And something else that I feel really helps me is yoga. Opening up the energy in my body. And you know what I allow myself to do? Grieve. There is a level of emotional expression in me that I am so proud of and that it's taken a lot of practice. Being somebody who's sober, living in this world, being extrasensory and having some really badass tools, good-ass tools. Words are powerful, right? And so the throat chakra, the fifth chakra, Vishuddha, is all about 
owning your story and not only owning the story that was handed to you, but being the writer of your story and expressing your gifts into the world with potency, with power. Knowing that our time on earth is temporary love. Sometimes we forget that and we hold back. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to overcome, to take a stand, to get the support that we needed. I needed that Reiki session. I would, I just, that was God's hand. I needed that Reiki session. We need support, I feel. So that is my story of overcoming the fear of sharing my voice. And I hope that this inspires you in some way. I hope that this reminds you that our fears are meant to be walked through. So that thing that you are so afraid of, maybe lean towards that thing. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's starting a band. Maybe it's sharing your videos on Instagram. I don't know what that is for you. My cat's crawling again. Hey, Uni. Uni. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is for you, but I have a feeling you're pretty clear on it. So if I were to say one thing to you right now, it is this. Look at your fear and do the thing anyway. Just do the thing. And use your body as a way to create safety, right? Do yoga, do movement practices. Before you post on social media, meditate. Get into your flow, sing some mantras, shake it out. Do the that kind of like stuff with your mouth. I can't tell you how many clients and people I work with just... Oh my goodness, cat. Um, just wanting them to scream and like let out energy and own their shit. And they do. And it's amazing. And I always lean people in that direction of using your voice, using your voice, speaking your truth and holding your body in a way that allows your truth to be communicated. If I got up on stage and I slouched, then that would not be a clear channel of energy through my body. So I meditate first, I set my intentions, I open my heart, I open my throat, I do my yoga practice because yoga will heal all of your chakras, right? I want to thank you so much for listening to my story. I think, I feel like that's all that there is right in this moment. And maybe that was a whole lot. Maybe that really, really excited you. And the way that I'm able to use my voice now is just epic. It's just epic. And I love it. So, my love, don't be shy. Say what you want to say. I'll support you every step of the way. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I love you. The next podcast is going to be an interview, I feel, so please stay tuned. My new goal, my new intention is to post these every week. Please share. It would mean the absolute world to me if you left a review on Apple iTunes. 
it would mean the world to me. I want as many people to find this podcast and hear these messages as possible. Mm, So get out there and do your thing. What needs to be said from you? What needs to be said? And say it with an open heart in your vulnerability, in it. Let this life break you open, stand and shake. Like I love when people are afraid and they do it because they know it's right. And only you know what that is for you. So thank you so much and I will see you next time. Maybe let's end with a deep breath. See you next time.